Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, the queen of soft style, and the ring announcer to the stars, Miranda Morales. And we are here for another week of wrestling news. This podcast is part of the chairshot.com and the chairshot radio network which means we got a lot of fantastic podcasts for you available on the chairshot.com the chairshot.com always use your head the chairshot.com always use your head this is such good shit And, well, we are back with both another audio and video version of this show, which means if you are watching the video version, you're wondering who is this other guy here. He probably has a name on there. I'm not even sure what the name will be this time around, but I'm going to bring him in. He is my co-host, my dear friend. Greg DeMarco. Uh, They they can't see those names. Remember, like, like they see the names that I put on in post, but if they could see the names that we see, that'd be really bad. So no, but I know that you always change your name up a little bit. Uh, sometimes I do, you call yourself the kingpin, but I don't change it. You know. They can't see that though. You and I can see that. The viewers on YouTube cannot see that. They can see it set to where it just has our name and our social media handle, and that's it. They cannot see 
the little zoom names that, that I can change. Cause I've actually changed yours before too. So that I don't is, know. yeah, that is true. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you, I know sometimes you have, you know, a fancy little name on there. Sometimes you don't. So that will be a surprise because I won't know until this show actually posts what you decide to put on there. Maybe it is Greg DeMarco, you know, the Kingpin. Maybe it's just Greg, just Greg. Just Greg. Or everyone hates Greg. I don't know. Everyone does hate me. That's what I like about myself. (laughs) That is, you know, that's a, that's a different thing. You know, I don't know very many people who, think that one of the best things about themselves is how much other people hate them. Well, there's a lot of things I like about myself. That's just one of them. That is true. Yeah. It's just one of them. It's just one of the, them, but you know, Hey, everyone has that friend. My friend is Greg, but that's okay. I would rep that shirt. My friend is Greg. I also kind of really want an everyone hates Greg shirt. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm going to get ahead of myself because I will let all of you know where you can get your everybody hates Greg shirt in just a second. But I got to plug our socials so all of you lovely listeners and viewers can know where to find us. As I mentioned that this podcast and many others are part of the ChairShot Radio Network from the ChairShot.com. You can follow the ChairShot.com on social media at ChairShot Media. That's going to be on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, not TikTok, not Tout, not MySpace but those, those places. You also cannot find Greg DeMarco on any of those places, uh, but he is uh, at ChairShot Greg on all of those uh, social forms of uh, media, forms of social media. I and like social forms he, of media. I like that. That's social it. forms. Yeah, that's very formal. That's, that's the adult version of those, the grown up version, the, the old version, old person version. I did get, not a lot of people know this, Greg, you know this, but I did turn a year older mm-hmm. uh, within the past few days. So sure I did. feel like things are sinking in a little bit now. Uh, I'm not going to reveal uh, what age, from what age to what age I turned. Just know that it's one year older. And I feel it. You Do know, you they, it? they say after your birthday, your body feels it, your mind feels it. It's like the world, the universe knows that you are one year older and things just slowly decline. They Maybe. really don't. They really don't. I'm going to be honest with you. They they do if you yeah. let them. They do if you let them. Okay, that's true. That could be one. You know, you're only as old as you feel. Mm-hmm. Age that's is the truth. Number or as old as you act. I don't know. I, this is I, I've literally spent the past year like becoming a younger person in a lot of ways. So that I don't is know. true. I, I can't. You got to really. find. Look at your shop, Greg. Just some of the pictures you you posted recently of your progress of your fitness journey is on point. So even, make sure so on point it got a Miranda clap. Yes, because it's that good. Again, sometimes I don't dictate the clap. Just it just, it just happens. comes to me. Clap, it just yeah. happens. It just happens when I feel it. You know. Uh, yeah, if you force it like I'm I did saying. last week, then it's bad. So you gotta no, you can't because you, you can tell. You can tell it's not a genuine clap. Yeah. But the work that you've been putting into it, everything that you've been doing. <laughs> I mean, that felt forced. So as you could tell, like that it's okay. didn't work. Thank but you. Again, you could Thank see you. the difference. You could see the difference. Working on it. Working on yes. it. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Me, well, Miranda Morales, I am not on Twitter, Twitter ergo the Twitterless heroine. Twiddle. But you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda 
follow at Chairshot Media, follow uh, at Chairshot Greg, follow at the hashtag Miranda, just follow all of them. That way you get the whole plethora, the whole scope of everything that is everything. going on with us, with the Chairshot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Or it could be a belated birthday present. That could, you know, that's that's a free gift. A free gift. To follow. Free gift. For the, for those and of you, for those of you English majors out there, that is a tautology. <laughs> TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. The lovely and talented Mrs. DeMarco, before she was a high school administrator, was an English teacher and, and taught yes. things like tautologies. And so, yeah. Tautologies. Free I don't gift. have that kind of language on this show, Greg. What do you, this is, this is a family friendly show. Fuck you, Pat. Oh, <laughs> All that way. Fuck you, Pat. <laughs> I gotta, I, I love that sound bite. That that's, that's up there. It's up there. Yes. If uh, any of you maybe who have not heard that living under a rock, avoiding social media or all media that is one uh adam cole telling pat mcafee what he thinks of him yes we aren't covering that topic on this i'm gonna uh, i'm I'm, I'm messing with things but just keep going i'm trying to make some adjustments i got video issues uh, we did talk about that on the Greg DeMarco show this week. So if you want to know our thoughts on Adam Cole and Pat McAfee and fuck you, Pat, then you can listen to, to that show. We have some other topics that we're going to be going into this week. However, before we do that, we still have a few more little housekeeping items to take care of. I did tease earlier about how you can get your own Everybody Hates Greg t-shirt. Well, now I'm going to tell you where you can find that. You can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot where there's over 25 different t-shirt designs available for you to choose from all in support of the chair shot.com. Of course we have everybody hates Greg, Greg and two new t-shirts, one celebrating uh, one of the newest editions, even though they've actually been podcasting for a while, uh, but newer additions to the chair shot radio network bandwagon nerds has their own t-shirt. And then a, Second T-shirt, uh, Greg, you're gonna have to help me out. Was it Platt? So it's uh, uh, Christopher Platt, Andrew Belaz, uh of Pot is War Platt fame. Belaz, yes. Other places as well. Platt Belaz 2020. Christopher Platt announced his intention to run for president, and uh, Andrew Belaz is his running mate, and they uh, got a Platt Belaz 2020 shirt. Yes. Wow, we're going mm-hmm. to the political sector. Hey, you're welcome. We got sports, entertainment, and now politics. You're welcome. No, we will never do politics. I want to make that perfectly no, clear no, no. right now. The no, chair that shot. is not real politics. No, it's no. Just... Miranda knows this. You, the, the loyal listener, may or may not know this. Greg hates politics with yeah. a passion. I'm the most apolitical person you will ever meet. Heretofore, again, I'm just using all the big words today. Heretofore, you will never see political content at thechairshot.com. I might let somebody do a one-off thing that still has to do with one of the other topics, but a straight-up political article. I think somebody tried to do one once, and I was like, nope, I'm not publishing that. I'm sorry you spent however long you spent writing it. It ain't going up. We actually had a a, a guy who wrote for us and, and was doing weekly articles, maybe even twice a week, and eventually left 
because I don't know if it was something political, not even with the chair shot that might have been back at the e-wrestling news stuff. All I know is politically motivated when he left and he hasn't really done anything anywhere since then, but whatever. I was like, okay, I just don't do politics, man. I just don't do it. I look at politics and you know what I say to politics? Fuck you, Pat. That's what I say to politics. Fuck you, Politics. Fuck you, Politics. Okay. I still got some t-shirts to sell though. Oh yeah. You never really got into that, did you? Wow, yeah, they're talking yeah. about going off the rails. Man. Wait, the, the rails are off, yes. So uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot where you can get your very own chair shot t-shirt. Uh, of course, another gift that you can get yourself is the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt that is also available there. You you can do that. That's a, a gift that you pay, but it's a gift that you get yourself. So that's also, you know, I benefit from it because then I get to see all of you lovely people in your Queen of Soft Style t-shirt. Uh, but you get to wear the t-shirt and own the t-shirt. So that's the best part of this. And any t-shirts that you buy on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, the chair shot, that, that age decline is really hitting me today. All t-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can get your t-shirt in soft style, and it just has a lot of benefits. I'm working on, a, on you know, doing a medical study in which uh, I'm trying to show that, that there's medical benefits to wearing um, soft style t-shirts. You know, I'm still working through the hypothesis and the theories, but, you know, uh, so some some little projects I'm working on uh, during this time. So more, more for that later on. And you're on mute. Right? There we go. That's how you're spending your coronavirus time. You're researching the, the benefits of a soft style T-shirt. Yes, yes. More for emotional enhancement, you know, mental health and those types of things, but also maybe some physical attributes to that. Who knows? Uh, I'm still looking for funding. So that that's a whole other thing to that. But hey. Speaking of funding, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt today. A lot of great options to choose from, something for everyone, and you can do it as little as $19.99. So ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. I know I'm supposed to play the commercial right now, but everybody seems to want to use t-shirt sales to fund things all of a sudden. Like you want to fund your scientific experiment. Christopher Blatt pretty much wants people to buy chair shot t-shirts so he can fund his presidential campaign. And uh, okay. I'm just trying to run a website. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. 
That's over 150 of your favorite promotions found exclusively at powerslam.tv. So go to powerslam.tv and you'll get a free week. But if you use the promo code chairshot, you will get a free month. Now a month is only six bucks, but why not try it out and see if you like it first and do it on us. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot, get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Oh, that was Kung Fu Movie Greg is what that was. Yes. How I mean, you got to watch the video version of this podcast. I know if you're listening to the audio, thank you very much. But the video version of this is just some hilarity ensuing. Um, because you can watch Greg do a promo while he is also not moving his lips. It's like a ventriloquist dummy. Did you call me? Some people, uh, yeah, yeah. Some people may there's just a shirt for that. Take the venture. yeah. There's. I'll take it. Uh, any way I can get it, okay. I'll take it. Fair enough. So, this week's topic, we have two topics. We're going to be starting off with one uh, that's fairly recent. It's about a week old, but it's a pretty big development for AEW. Um, and before we really get started on this, this is something that. I have to admit, caught me by surprise. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this. I don't think a lot of people were expecting this because of the current state of this particular division. I've talked about it before on this show. I'm sure we've talked about it on uh, the Greg DeMarco show. Uh, so with that teaser, we're going to be discussing AEW's Women's Tag Team Tournament Cup, The Deadly Draw. I just feel like that's such a, like a title of a movie. Like I just feel like that additional deadly draw segment of it, a part of it, makes it feel like a movie. I don't know. I want to uh, hang on. But anyway, I'm trying to find. Say deadly draw again. The deadly draw. It's not dramatic enough. I don't know. No, it's not dramatic. Enough. Enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open the fucking window. We'll work on it. We, we'll we still got time. This we is, got weeks. This is very, weeks. Yeah. It's still very early on. So it was announced last week during AEW Dynamite that they were going to host an eight-team women's uh, tag team tournament. Um, though at the, the time that they announced this, they weren't specific on dates, but imagine that we're going to get more information on this fairly soon. Um, of course, the tagline is deadly draw. I'll be interested to see how that may play into it. Um, but the setup goes like this. It's eight teams. They're going to be competing in a single elimination tournament. The tournament winners will be awarded a cup trophy. Um, that's, you know, they could do a lot of things with a trophy. I'm not sure, but Hey, um, anyways. So again, eight teams, uh, with you know a total of 16 wrestlers in a single elimination tournament uh, with the announcement during last week's Dynamite. No specific dates and details. Uh, however, um, we anticipate that there will, there will be more um, information provided this week. So we're going to break down what we know as of today um, and even just looking at the roster as a whole. Now, I mentioned that this was a surprise to me because I have viewed that AEW's women's division 
uh, I think a word that I use, maybe not on this show, but on another show, uh, was that they're currently their women's roster is depleted. Um, it, it's a very not a very deep roster to begin with. And then you've had um, lots of factors regarding injuries and travel that have made the depth of that division just very, very small. And it's one that um, I think is one of the features of AEW that has not necessarily been harmful, but it's been one of the areas that I think there were high expectations for them to meet and and deliver, and it hasn't delivered at quite the level um, that has been expected. So to then also put together a tag team tournament specifically aimed at this division that doesn't have a large roster, it, to me, was also something that, that caught me off guard. I would think that if they were to do a tournament, it maybe would be a singles tournament. However, we haven't seen this before, at least, you know, with um, uh, that I can think of in recent memory within, you know, the large uh, American company. So it is something very different. And this could be a way that AEW uh, could help uh, just increase the talent um, but also just the prospects, uh, you know, of their women's division. Greg, I'm, uh, before we get into depth into this, though, I do want to get some of your initial thoughts on this. Um, I tease that you are not the biggest AEW fan. I know you're very critical of, you know, some of the management and leadership and the direction that they take, and even some of the fans that kind of blindly follow AEW. Um so I'm very curious, what are your thoughts on this tag team tournament? So I want to go back to something you said. Uh, well, no, wait. I actually really like the idea of the women's tag team tournament. Deadly draw, that's stupid, but whatever. I don't I don't have a better idea. They obviously didn't either, but we, we can get there and maybe figure that out. I think it's a great idea, and there's a couple of reasons why. Um, it gives an opportunity for some of this talent to get over that hasn't had the opportunity to get over. Hopefully most, if not all of this tournament plays out on dynamite, not on dark. Um, because dark is just a bunch. It's just like WWE superstars back in the day. Like it's a bunch of jobbers. That's all it is. Um, jobber matches. I shouldn't say jobbers because it's established stars versus non-established stars and the established stars almost always go over. But I do think this is a great way to get some of their talent over. And I do think, like you talked about, this hasn't been done. This hasn't been done. WWE has not done this. WWE crowned their women's tag team championships in an elimination chamber match. And one of the teams was Carmella and Naomi, who had never teamed, I think, barely ever teamed before this, before that took place. So that should give you a sense right there where the WWE is at with their women's tag team division. They typically have two active teams at any time, and that's whoever is fighting over the titles. If they're fighting over the titles at all, who knows? Right now, of course, we know the champions are Sasha and Bayley, who pretty much hold everything except for the NXT Women's Championship, and they're probably going to get that too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the two women power trip right that's there. Coming. Just a quick shout out to Sasha and Bayley running the yep. running the, the the universe. They run getting the that, w, the w getting that COVID storyline. Keep it going, but I'm okay with it. Actually, I'm here for it 100. Yeah, no. But I, uh, the only company that's really done this on a larger scale is TNA. And who remembers that? Raise your hand if you remember that. No, that's why no I one. asked because I'm. I was legit thinking maybe TNA did something like this. I don't remember. So I think I, they did the crown be careful knockout champions. I don't even know if they did a full tournament. Um, I know one time they crowned them in just a match because they literally released 
won half of their champions one time. Um, while she was champion, they still released her from a contract and just crowned new champions. They were like, screw it. You're not with the company anymore. We'll just figure something else out. Uh, and, and of course, Ring of Honor's women's division is a joke. Um, AEW's is, is not much better. But in terms of the actual idea, given the time frame, given what's going on, given what competition is doing and where we are, I actually think it's a fantastic idea. Stupid name, great idea, and I think it's actually coming at a time where the company needs it. Hopefully, they won't screw that up. We'll get there. But in terms of the actual idea, I'm 100% on board. No, I think it's fair enough. I think that there's this idea that doing something innovative with the women's division, um, the environment calls for it. And if anyone's going to do something different, I do believe it's AEW. I do feel like they are a company that is willing to take risks, is willing to do things differently. And I think it's a great idea. As far as how they got here currently with their women's division, that's what is a, is a little confusing. Um, the only thing that has kind of gotten me thinking that they were going to do this before the announcement was uh, the team of, of Brandy and Allie dubbed the nightmare sisters. And we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but that, that was really the only indication that they had, a, you know, intentions of going in a tag team direction. Um, I've also been a bit critical of their multi-women matches for me after a while, it got kind of, not boring, but I felt like you knew this formula week after week. And I don't think that it benefited particular singles wrestlers. Going back to what you were saying, it probably it, it did come out of necessity because you have a mix of talent with different backgrounds, uh, different uh, wrestling styles, different wrestling timelines. Um, and even just looking at the time frame of the show, maybe for time's sake. It does seem like they are moving away from those three to four multi-women matches, which I think has been really good, a.k.a. what we saw, say, uh, for example, Hikaru Shida and Penelope Ford. Whereas before, Ford was really just featured in these multi-women matches, but I think a solid singles match is just what she needed in order for, you know, to, for her to be viewed as a credible competitor. Um, but again, multiple things have happened in which I think that they, uh, I'm not sure how far down the pipeline this was as far how far in advance this was being planned, um, because they have, again, had challenges with their women's roster with injuries and also I'm sure travel restrictions. Um, but with that, I did mention that so far they have announced, uh, two competitors for this tournament, Brandy and Allie. I do want to note something interesting, though, that Brandy has gone on record uh, in an interview just recently regarding some of the aspects of this tournament, leaving some things up in the air, some things that we would have assumed that are going to be part of the tournament are not, and maybe shaking some things up, even alluding to maybe why we have such a title such as the Deadly Draw. She did mention that um, her and Allie have been announced for the tournament however the rules of the tournament itself hasn't been announced and she's indicated that just because they've both been announced for the tournament does not mean that they're going to be teaming together which alludes to maybe the deadly draw indicating that these teams are drawn at random 
which could be a very interesting aspect uh, of this, I think. I, and based off of the roster that they have of people who are available, would actually make the most sense to do this at random because you don't really see cohesiveness between much uh, of the current roster, at least those who are signed. And and I'll go to that in a second because I'm referencing those who are listed as signed talent for AEW. They have utilized a lot of independent talent um, through throughout the, the U.S. And you talk about Dark, a lot of them have been featured uh, AEW Dark or kind of in one-off matches. So it does open, you know, the doors for a lot of possibilities. But Brandy did talk about that uh, in a recent interview that just because her and Ali have been announced for the tournament doesn't mean they're going to tag together. And it kind of alludes to deadly draw it being an indication of part of of the rules um what what do you think about that addition as well so i agree with you in the sense that i i think that this makes sense for them to draw the the women out because they don't have any tag teams outside of the nightmare sisters which i mean really like how long ago was Allie the dark bunny? Like it, it wasn't that long ago and she's probably better off. Like they just dropped it out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay for me personally. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. It's just inconsequential how they did it. Um, their women's roster is actually deeper than you think. So they haven't done anything with any of them. And mm-hmm. so their, their roster of established women is definitely depleted, but they have plenty. They have more than 16 at their disposal to put together eight tag teams for this tournament. None of them are established, and so either you spend the time establishing the teams or you just throw them together at random and put them out there, or you actually make the randomness part of the story. And I think of the three options, that's the best way to go, and that does seem like the way they're going. So I'm on board with the deadly draw being that way. I still don't know what's deadly about it, but and and that's the only thing that gets me because the really famous Survivor Series tournament where – uh, the Rock turned heel and became world champion. It was called the Deadly Game, Yay. and it's like, why are we doing this? Why are we like like yeah. everything with this? The, literally, okay. My number one complaint about this is the name because it's so close to the Deadly Game. Um, Maybe there's like a trap door that comes, so if you lose, you just go underneath this trap door. Maybe the last time we had a trap door in wrestling, it ended the British Bulldog's career. So I don't know if you really want a trap door to be involved. The Ultimate Warrior like insisted on it. I don't know. It was bad. It was WCW. But yeah, it it pretty much. Maybe they pull Lucha Underground and then you die, then you come back next week. I kind of feel like that's what happened to Allie anyway. And and so maybe that's why. (laughs) Like she was this bunny and then she was whatever and she died in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, she died in Impact Wrestling, so and she came back to life. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? You know, to be honest, I thought when this announcement was first made specifically with Allie and, and Brandy, it did get me thinking a little bit about LOL Cody wins. Right. Uh, we talked about that before with, you know, the TNT championship almost kind of really being built to be a mid card, not even a mid card title. We've talked about uh, that. It, it's really meant to be on par with the AEW world championship. And because Cody cannot challenge for the AEW world championship, you have the TNT championship as you know, this, this other, this secondary title and being this, you know, catalyst for Cody Rhodes to have a title. I have to admit there was, there was a little piece of me thinking that this could be a way to really just have Allie and Brandy uh, continue their storyline as a team. Cause as 
we mentioned, they're the only established tag team in, in the entire And that's roster. even really only sort of. Yes. Yeah. That's just like kind of something that's just happened. Yeah. Uh, so I have to admit, there was a little bit of that happening. Um, and who knows as far as if Brandy's kind of trying to swear fans and leave something. It does make a little bit more sense as we talk about it, as we, you know, allude to the title a little bit. It makes me feel a little bit more comfortable that this possibly isn't the case. But I saw you shaking, you know, your head yes a little bit. Was that something you thought of too? Yeah, I, she's a Rhodes. And so, LOL, Cody wins. I really thought this was a, a Brandy alley thing i still bet they get drawn as a team to be honest with you um and if i were booking a a a deadly draw type of a tournament i would draw an established team at random and i would have them run through everybody and probably lose in the finals um just because that's a good story to tell uh brandy and Allie, not the best team ever uh but it's best team in aew because of the women's division but this to me is an opportunity to establish people because you're going to have people put together that, that are at random that can lead to feuds. Uh, I don't know if Ikaroshida is going to be in there and this is how we can also establish our next challenger. There's a lot you can do with this. Yeah. And, and if it just ends up with Brandy and Allie winning, I think that would suck. However, I would not mind seeing them go on a run through the tournament before losing in the championship. Um, yeah. Not just, because I just shared that as a booking idea a minute ago, but because I just think it, it can tell a story. And this, to me, this is all about the story. If you're going to do this, do it right and tell a story with it, which is, has been lacking in AEW. A little bit is their storytelling, uh, but that they want to put on great matches. They've said that from the beginning. Cody's a storyteller. The rest, not so much, or maybe they think they are. I don't know. Um, I also don't know who's booking this tournament. I don't know if it's Kenny Omega. If so, then expect four Japanese women in the championship. Uh, if Cody and Brandy have some influence, expect Brandy and Allie to be in the championship. If Tony Khan has some influence, I don't know. Two of the Jaguar cheerleaders in the championship. I don't know, but, um, the opportunity's there and I like it. I like what they've been doing with the storytelling so far. So very shortly after the announcement was made, we did have on last week's Dynamite, Ivalice versus Diamante. And that is a, a pairing that I hope to see, at least both of them in the tournament, but a pairing would also be very interesting. And commentary really played up the fact that, you know, these two could, you could tell the tension, you could tell some of the animosity that they had during this match, and even some of their history as well uh, was alluded to during comment, uh, at commentary. Um and the fact that they also then played up that they could actually be a team during this uh, tournament to me was very interesting. It adds another dynamic as well to the entire division. And again, in particular, I really liked their match. I would really like to see them in a team together. And I feel like these are not uh, officially signed members yet, but they could really do wonders in this tournament. Um, and though I do think now with commentary, that is going to be a consistent theme in a lot of women's matches until we really know who is being paired up with who that, you know, these are competitors in the ring now, but they could be teammates in a few weeks. And, and just, just to be fair to the listeners out there, I just think it's important to share this. This is recorded on Tuesday. If you're listening on a Thursday, some of these questions might be answered on Wednesday. And yeah. so I just want to want to share that. Here's the crazy thing about wrestling sometimes that you just sparked in my head. A lot of times we book 
we, we book with the end in mind. You, we, we've done booking backwards on this show before, but um, you definitely book with the end in mind. It would not shock me at all if they have an Ivalice Diamante pairing and an Ali Brandy pairing as kind of their finals in mind. And now they're just going to figure the rest out. And yes. because they're focusing on those. And so it's like, we got to focus on what we get over. There are some times when you look at what a company does right before a tournament and figure out what's going to happen in the end. That's why the last WWE King of the Ring ended up being so good because no one, there was no focus on Chad Gable going into it. The whole thing was done for King Corbin and whatever. And you, you'll remember I made a bracket and we went through that bracket on this program and my bracket was terrible because I had this champ. I had Andrade, I think, winning the whole thing and he lost yeah. in like the first, second round. So... And of course, Baron Corbin ends up winning, but this is, there's a very good chance that, that they've already, they're already focusing on who they need to focus on and, and the rest are going to fill in later. And I don't love that, but I also don't hate it. Uh, given the fact of where they are with the women's division, like you talked about earlier, if they use this to establish Ivalice and Diamante, and that ends up being two of their bigger stars for the division long-term, then it's a job well done in, in my opinion. Um, even if they make it to the finals, maybe they beat Brandy and Allie in the semifinals because they have to work together. And then we get a championship against them and two of the women from stardom. I'd be on board with that too. Like I, I, as for somebody who's so critical of AEW, this to me is almost idiot proof, almost idiot proof. Almost. I'm sure <laughs> not giving them too much credit. We, we were talking earlier about coaches and, uh, you know, it's good when a coach gives you a compliment, uh, but it's a true coach when they give you enough of a compliment and still keep you humbled. And that's really what Greg does with AEW a lot. He'll give them credit where credit is due, mm -hmm. but not too much where, you know, they start flying high. It's like, oh, Greg likes us. And Greg's like, wait a second. don't." And, get and that might be because of you, Internet fan, like because you will give them credit for everything, even because the sun came up. You're like, oh, great job, AEW. The sun came up this morning. And so I got to be like the opposite of that. Be like, nope, nope. The sun came up on its own. But AEW did put on a good match right there. So, yeah, it just, you know, it's got to bring them back down to earth sometimes. Bring them down back to earth. So I have a list of, uh, I, I went on the AEW website and I looked at their women's roster and I picked some names out that I believe are going to be part of the tournament. Um, this isn't a full list. Um, I think there's still a few people missing and there's a, still a few people that, um, are out due to injury still and still may be out. So I'm not entirely sure, but I want to run through some names and see what you think as to, uh, you know, if they're going to be involved and then we can kind of do some fantasy pairings and see who would be some, some good teams together. Um, and some of this is in alphabetical order. Well, it, it started off as alphabetical order. Um, and then it didn't because I'm a squirrel. So, of course, we have one of the newer signees, Abandon. Um, she, I believe, has primarily been on, on AEW Dark um, with, I believe, one match on Dynamite. I think it's Abaddon. Abaddon? Yeah. Well, it shows how much I know. Either way, Abandon is what they might do with her. I don't know. I don't know. And then, uh, of course, uh, Ali, uh, Anna Jay, who uh, has also kind of a newer signee. Um, I can primarily <laughs> She's a newer wrestler. Like, she has barely yeah. even wrestled before signing with them. Uh, 
I'm putting in Big Swole. Uh, we've seen her with some tips with Britt Baker. Of course, Brandy. Britt Baker, I, you know, I, I know she's been out. Um, she should be coming back fairly soon, but I don't know if in time for the for the tournament. It doesn't seem like it if they're going to start fairly soon. But again, she's kind of, she's she's a question mark there. Um, Hikaru Shida, it does sound like, uh, as you mentioned, they're likely going to include her and it could be a way to set up, um, you know, her, a future contender. Chris Statlander, um, has been out on injury, believe with a concussion, um, torn ACL. Oh, torn ACL. She may have had a concussion too, but I know she just had ACL surgery. Like I think today or Mm -hmm. yesterday when people were listening, I think it was on Tuesday of this week, people listening Tuesday of this week. Mm -hmm. Or maybe Wednesday. I don't know. She had ACL surgery, so she gonna be. She ain't gonna be in this. She ain't gonna be in this. Uh, Leva Bates shouldn't be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I haven't seen this girl in a while. Mel. She was part of the she original was, Nightmare Collective. Yeah, which kind of leaves her like with maybe, like nothing to do now in a ball. Yeah, night. I haven't seen her in a, so. in a while. Of course, we have Nyla Rose, um, who's new under new management with Vicky Guerrero, <laughs> and I'm sorry, that was just so funny. Under yeah, she management. is. She doesn't need a manager, that. but we gave her one. So, yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole AEW topic that I want to write about. All these people yes. with managers that don't need them, mm-hmm. and all these people right. on Dark who no one knows about that could use a manager. Yes, especially the only like one they've I gotten right is Ricky. When Starks, I pre- <laughs> to be honest with you, like having Ricky Starks join up with Taz and Brian Cage is probably one of the top five smartest things this this company has done in its entire lifetime. I dig it. I dig it a lot. Uh, Penelope Ford. Um, and you mentioned some, I, I'm not sure about the, the status uh, of those who are international. Of course, you have um, also listed here that I'm not sure. We haven't seen a while. Um, looking through Sadie Gibbs, Rio. Yuka Sakazaki Saka, Sakazaki. Yep. Shanna. Shana. Shanna. Shanna, wherever she goes by. So you're you're right, uh Emmy Sakura. Um Yeah, I so don't know I mean, the status you, of a lot of the the, yeah. the stardom stars because I don't know a lot of them I think actually relocated over here though. Uh but whether or not they went back to be with family, I don't know. I, I don't know what the, yeah. the 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 COVID, as we like to call it has done to them. I'm not 100% the situation. sure. So based off of some of, of that, again, they do have enough to, to put together eight teams, but who's actually active, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see based off some of those names. Uh, who do you think would make some interesting pairings? I mean, we already talked about Ivelisse and Diamante, and I think that should mm-hmm. be a pairing. They should definitely do. I would love to see a Karushita team with somebody um, just because it, it's a great way to elevate someone. Maybe that's where you use an Anna J or a Sadie Gibbs so that you can get them over a little bit and, and give them a push and maybe give one of them a personality and, and a reason for us to care. Big Swole, I think it would be uh, just a complete loss if you didn't put her in here and had her team up with somebody. Maybe you go with the the, the crazy wacky pairing of her and like Aleva Bates, who I said shouldn't even be in this, um, just because she's a librarian and I hate the gimmick. But uh, I love the performer. I hate the gimmick. Um, so I'd love to see that partnership. I know that Awesome Kong has been working backstage as a coach. 
I don't know if she's going to wrestle. I would love to see her in this. I think she'd be a great surprise in a random draw as well and, and, and could easily get over. Plus, she could maybe even lose out in the first round because of her partner and then destroy that partner. Like, there's a lot you yes. could do to keep the Awesome Kong thing going while she's going through whatever she's going through. Uh, I would love to see her involved. Or you could go with, like, Awesome Kong and Big Swole, and that's just destroy everybody. Like, like there's so much you can do with that. Maybe, you know, everybody wanted to see Nyla Rose and Awesome Kong. Maybe you team them up instead and, and, and build something that way. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of great possibilities there. Um, I think there's just, there's just good potential. We just don't know a lot about a lot of these people. And this is the opportunity to do that to me. Like the actual tournament itself is almost the background for getting people over and, and, and getting us to know some of these performers. Um, and if they don't do that, I think they've kind of lost out in the end of all of this, regardless of who wins. Yeah. I I was really looking at um you talked about uh, Big Swole and uh Awesome Kong. I think that even her and Nyla. I've also imagined Nyla not wanting to have a partner and trying to do this alone and even getting through maybe a first round or by making herself. Vicky be her partner. <laughs> oh god. Let me just And then just never tagging absorb. Vicky in And never tagging in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if Nyla's saying I don't trust anyone except my manager, and and Vicky has stated she wants to do something different with this manager role compared to others. So maybe that's where it becomes a, a little different. Um, I do see Nyla probably making it somewhat far unless you do go with as a, a underwhelming partner and then right. they don't pass the first round and then Nyla just beats down on them. That's also another way. That or maybe Nyla just refuses like whoever her partner is. She just refuses to ever tag her in wins the matches by herself. It's hard with an eight team tournament. You're only getting three rounds. So you can't pull something like Nyla keeps winning all the matches because next thing you know, you're in the finals and, and, you know, it's not like the NCAA tournament where you got, you know, seven rounds to go through six rounds to go through. In this case, you've got three. And and so that limits your storytelling a little bit. Not that I want to see a 64 team tournament. Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for that. And cause that would, that would mean more, 15 match episodes of dark and, and nobody wants that. But uh, I just, yeah, this, this it just, that, that's a storytelling factor is how many matches you actually have with these people. Yeah. I think uh, even a big swall and Penelope Ford duo, but both of them have a lot of attitude, a lot of sass. I think that would be a fun dynamic to watch. Um, if you're looking at maybe some of the other uh, wrestlers here that aren't as well known, maybe you do a Sheeta and Abaddon. You know, just those, uh, you know, uh, having someone established like Sheeta and maybe someone who isn't as established. Sheeta probably doing a lot of, of the work, but it's a way to also have that pairing, that connectivity help elevate, you know, uh, someone that we don't see very often. That, too, could be a way that they can bring some of these uh, lesser known uh, wrestlers more to the forefront. Um, because again, you're right. A lot of them, uh, we see more on dark and that isn't, doesn't have a whole lot of continuity with dynamite. So they really do feel like two separate shows. Um, and that's just an unfortunate thing sometimes because then you see people who do, they do have signed who have a presence on dark, but we never see them on dynamite. And, and really that's what a lot of fans like me, I don't watch as a lot of whole, a whole lot of dynamite. Uh, I'm sorry, a whole lot of dark. Um, I'm, I'm more consistently watching dynamite, but I, I would like to have some of that continuity transfer from dark to dynamite. Um, 
it is a little bit of a shame. I, I don't know what Britt Baker's status is. I do feel like her role model character has been fairly entertaining. Um, and it would have been fun to see her partner with someone, though it's hard when looking at this list. A lot of them would probably be overshadowed by, you know, the personality they that would. Britt is projecting right now. So maybe she uh, could have get a dental assistant. Maybe an Anna Jay or Sadie uh, Gibbs could be her assistant. Thanks to this. Mm. Uh, you know, that could be their gimmick. She's Dr. Burt Baker, DMD. They could be, I don't know, whatever you would call it, a dental hygienist. But yeah, I, I don't know. And then obviously they would break free and feud with her. But yeah, she'll probably be on commentary a lot during this is my guess. I don't think she's going to be ready to come back yet. Yeah, not not yet. Um, even looking, I mean, it's very hard just because you're right. I it's, don't know a whole lot. I'm, I'm only really basing it off those. I, like I said, Big Swole is a, is a pretty big personality. Uh, Nyla, Penelope Ford, uh, you know, I, I really like her attitude and, and her style. Leva Bates, I think, is one where she can kind of be a chameleon. She can adapt to whoever she is partnering with, but we just haven't seen a lot of her. So it's hard to imagine what that dynamic could look like. But I do I do feel like she could adapt herself very well to, to anyone um, on, on this list. Um, and again, even maybe like, hmm. I don't know. I feel like we're we are going to get a random pair like an Anna J and Mel just, you know, to really put over like that may be the obvious team that that goes out on the first round. Um I guess who knows, but Right. You know, it it, it it's I think a lot of fans do have this kind of challenge looking at the current women's roster and looking at these pairings which again a, a idea of a random draw helps. Because on top of that, then you wonder how are these you know teams going to get chosen, and if it's supposed to happen organically through storyline, it's not going to happen because you don't have that right now. It would take way, way too much time. So uh, it, it does make sense if they do uh, go in this format that they it, it's just a better suited that way with the time frame that they have for this particular tournament. But. Hey, we will see. As Greg noted, look, we record this on Tuesday. This is the day before Dynamite airs. By the time you listen to this on Thursday, a lot of these answers may be resolved. And hey, we'll talk about that in a future episode. It may be as soon as next week. It may be a little later on. Who knows? You're just going to have to stay tuned. But overall, I think the consensus is it's a good development for AEW. It's a great thing for the women's division. A lot of questions still about how this is going to to be launched, what's going to happen, who's going to benefit from this, and ultimately how the company will benefit from this. But I think overall, as fans, we win because we get to see more wrestling, something different, something innovative, and, you know, give some credit to AEW. As much as Greg sometimes does not want to do it, hey, I'm going to give AEW credit for putting something together that's that's definitely different. And in a time I gave of them credit time, for that. I literally gave them credit for that. Like that's the one thing I did. But did give you? Them but for. did you? Did you like? But did it hurt to give you for for you to give them credit? A little bit. A little, a little bit. bit. So stay tuned to future episodes as we cover more on this topic. Before we get into our next topic, though, well, we got some bills to pay. So listen to some of our partners and sponsors. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. 
Lucha-Masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Bringing you, in partnership with Mask Republic, the Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend, Ultimo Dragon. Go to Lucha-Masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and Pro Wrestling Revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Our commercials. That's the commercials. Yes, those are. That's the commercials. Those, those are the commercials. commercials. Okay. That's but it. There may have been one more, but that's okay. Not this one. Not not round two. Round two is slightly shorter, but better okay. than the three minutes and ten seconds that that we yes, had last week. Now much, we have a minute thirty three for round one and fifty nine seconds for round two. Here, I'll just I'll help you out. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Wild card, bitches! All right. Thank you. Appreciate that. Our second topic, final topic of of the night. Uh, Are you done? That's a loaded question. That is a very loaded question. Okay. For now, I'm sure. So recently, WWE announced that SummerSlam was not going to be held in Boston. Duh. I just had to put in there, duh, but whatever. They it recently they they announced and put it on social media as well that the SummerSlam was not going to be in Boston. Um, and many fans, as as we have seen over the past few months, with shows uh, being relocated from different cities to the Performance Center in Florida. However, some news or news with a Z, um, depending on how you take uh, where some of these sources are coming from has been circulating that SummerSlam is going to be held in a different location outside of the Performance Center. So I wanted to have some fun with some of the options that have been talked about um, and see where do we think SummerSlam is going to happen. Now, before we get started, Greg, what were your thoughts um, in the fact that kind of WWE waited a little bit to announce that SummerSlam was not going to be held in Boston? I mean, what does it matter? Like that they waited a little bit. It's it just wasn't going to happen. Boston said it wasn't going to happen. Look, you can't do a wrestling show like that in a giant arena right now. Based on things that we're seeing from Major League Baseball, no one should be putting on wrestling shows right now. No one should be putting on independent wrestling shows right now. Even this weekend, no one should be putting on wrestling shows right now. No one should be traveling. It's, it's just it's just too dangerous, and and it's just not a smart thing. And and, and it just look at what's happening with the Florida Marlins. Like literally, forty percent of their team has the coronavirus. They're sharing a locker room. These shows are just not equipped to to space people out. I've seen some of these venues; they're tiny. Like I just worry right now. I just, and it's just I don't want to worry about wrestling, and so it kind of sucks. Uh, WWE not having it in Boston. I mean, that didn't surprise anybody. Um, and, and so I'm I'm cool with the announcement. And then like you're you're getting to it opens up the opportunity to do something different, and and we'll see if they do. 
So with that, some rumors started to circulate regarding specifically what Vince McMahon was wanting from this. And again, it's still just speculation, but I want to have some fun with this uh, because it's pretty ridiculous. So uh, some rumors have been circulating that Vince McMahon wants to do this outside of the Performance Center. Um, And the first option that came up is a beach somewhere out on the beach. It hasn't said where, which beach, which day, any of that, but you know, very reminiscent of, say, a bash at the beach. Um, And this, to me, doesn't sound so far-fetched. Now, there's a lot of things that would happen, have to happen on a beach setting. I would imagine it would be a closed beach, maybe a private beach, not a public beach. There's been a lot of uh, stories and pictures out there, people actively going out to the beaches as well, that, you know, every state is handling that differently. But when you look at maybe the entertainment aspect and the presentation aspect, I mean, we've seen it before. It's a it, it's one that actually a lot of fans would love, I think, and, and reminisce about, again, uh, from Bash at the Beach. We could probably still see uh, Performance Center recruits um, there to cheer and support. I do think that's still a really fun element uh, to include. Um, and probably the most sensible out of some of the other options we'll, we'll mention, I'm not sure, again. But your initial reaction of the thought of them moving, WWE moving SummerSlam from indoors at the Performance Center to a beach. So UFC recently had events at a place called Fight Island. And all the promotions for Fight Island showed a a UFC cage on an island, on a beachfront portion of an island. And everyone complained when it actually took place inside of an empty arena that happens to be on this island and not actually on an island. So if WWE were to actually go on an island... And put on an event on a beachfront, not necessarily an island, but on a beachfront, they would be one-upping UFC. And I think that that screams summer to me. And I would love to see them put SummerSlam on a beachfront location. And, and, you know, you have weather that's involved. You know, lighting can be an issue. Who knows? But it's it's a one-time thing. You know, lighting was tough on the roof of the, the headquarters, too. And I don't want them to go back there. So I would be all in for a beachfront SummerSlam. Well, you kind of jumped ahead a little bit because that was going to be one of my (laughs) options, just more not that it's been reported, but a lot of comparisons have been made between this and what the UFC was trying to do with Fight Island. I mean, granted, I'm sure they got some ties somewhere, but... Yeah, to have Russell Island, I mean, come on, like that sells itself. You don't even have to call it SummerSlam, just call it Russell Island, and that would just change the buy rates dramatically. Everybody wants to see Russell Island, though it does sound like more of a reality show than a pay-per-view. But again, I, I digress. Uh, yes, a, l- a lot of comparisons. And you're right. I, I, again, I think there is an expectation set of fans when you do set up and you kind of have it as, as a swerve. I think that's what we got a little bit from, from the UFC, a, a little bit of bait and switch. But to me, I think, again, it would be fun. You talk about lighting, but you know what? They've done lighting in outdoor areas before. I mean, WrestleMania, um, literally, you're putting the ring in the middle of a stadium and you have lighting surrounding it. So I'm sure there's ways that you could do it. Still challenges, but still very um, feasible. Now, the other option that has come out, again, still under speculation, but still fun that we're going to talk about it, has been possibly a cruise ship. 
Again, there's no commercial cruises happening right now because of, of COVID. However, that doesn't mean you can't rent a cruise ship or a big ass boat and put a wrestling show together. Um, even though we just finished talking about AEW, I know lots of fans are thinking, well, AEW did it first. They're just copying AEW. Um, and, you know, I can see how that could be thought of, but let's also be honest. They were not the first ones to ever think of this and nor would it be the the last. So let's just remove that topic out of it. And again, it would be fun. Now, without fans there though, again, what would the fun and allure be uh, of doing it on a cruise ship other than what you're, you're moving around? You could have some weird ass segments, which after watching Extreme Rules, nothing is off the table anymore. Uh, maybe a shark jumps out, someone gets thrown overboard. Who knows? You fight up and down the cabin of, of, a, of a cruise ship. Uh, lots of possibilities that could happen, but a little less feasible uh, than a, a beach. Yeah, I, um, I mean, Baron Corbin threw people off the roof of the Performance Center. So yeah. uh, t- tossing people off the side of a boat would be fun. It would have to be a cruise ship so that the, any waves or anything wouldn't really affect the ring and the broadcast. Um, but I think it's a good second option because um, you have the water in there. You could have it be off a beach. You can do some things with it. You know someone's going in the water. They're fighting throughout the cabins of the boat. Um, obviously, it, you would be renting a, a chartering a cruise ship to do this. But again, it's a different environment and one that, that I'd be – okay with and on board with so what was that event i just remember it was lex luger it yeah was when lex luger carriage. body slammed yokozuna it was on a yokozuna. uss aircraft carrier yes. and and that was you know he came in in the in the helicopter the lex express then went around the country but but yeah this is where we are so pro, uh, I'm, I'm gonna go producer mode on you right now y- yeah, they have to scoot back or scoot down. You're getting, I don't know if you moved while we were talking, but for a while there, we had no eyes even. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. No, I think my camera, my camera. There you go. Yeah. It wasn't long. I, I, I tried to text you, but you know, it's a, you're doing a show, so it's hard to see those things. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I also we'll put do it my live. phone on silent. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Now you're fine. Yes. Now we see you. Oh, yes. Hand. You're cutting off too much of your head. Maybe scoot back. There you go. But you fixed it. It's good now. We're great. It's fixed. Yes. Um, and I have a ring light. I can't even really see this. Oh, let's, let's reveal behind the curtain. So, yes. And, and we have had a little bit of a, of a boat presence. Yes, the carrier um, with Let's Luger and Yokozuna. That was something that we all see and kind of are very fun and reminiscent of. If, I don't know. How much it does keep, like you know, renting a cruise ship, that would be a lot of money. I would assume, or maybe yeah, you can get it on the cheap because they're not exactly it. like carnival could mm. use the money here or Norwegian or whoever <laughs> could, could use the money and, and the sponsorship. And it would be some promotion for whenever they do come back. What I will say is so far we're two for two in, on these ideas being better than the performance center. In my opinion. Yes. Now the third option, uh, and, and again, this is another speculatory uh, rumor out there, but again, just for fun, there's also been speculation that it could happen in a different state um, outside of the state of Florida. Now, every state is 
being able to decide what they want to do, how they want to do it as far as social gatherings, putting together events, those types of things. Now, there are larger recommendations as far as national recommendations from the CDC, but it does sound like every state is able to decide you know, what kinds of limits they should have uh, on um, this. And that mean, could also mean that they go to, uh, they have to go to another uh, state in order to do it on the beach or to, you know, go on a cruise ship. I am not sure, but, you know, that to me, I think actually is, is less likely. I think that the state of Florida has been uh, a fairly, fairly lenient on them, allowing them to run uh, as is. And I just don't, I, I cannot think of another state at this point of time that is ready to have that type of capacity um, to, to handle this, especially even if you think of other states that are used to maybe doing things like movies and production like that, California, New York, both of them have extremely high uh, COVID cases right now and don't seem to be running anything really. So out of all the options mentioned, I feel like this is the least likely. I agree with you. And you don't need to go like of all the things that we've listed, you can do them in Florida. You have no need to go to another yeah. state. They're not going to go to another state and run an event on a large scale. Um, no one. I mean, only people who have done that are NASCAR and that's because they're spacing 20,000 people in a 120,000 seat stadium. And even that may not be the best idea. Um, I don't follow NASCAR enough to know if anything's come out of that case wise. And even if it did, we probably wouldn't know if any COVID cases have come out of it. But I just don't, I think it'd be a bad look from, for WWE from a PR perspective if they ran in another state just so they could have people. And for the first two options we talked about, a beachfront show or a cruise show, you can do them in Florida. So you don't really need to go somewhere else. Totally agree. So that will also be a very interesting uh, spot uh, story development to see over the next few weeks. Where will SummerSlam be? And again, out of all the shows, especially the big four shows, SummerSlam is the show where you can get away with doing something different and something fun. And I mean, especially after Extreme Rules, like you kind of owe us WWE. Like you put (laughs) that was a painful show to watch. Uh, please don't do that to us again. Like but us have to we do watched this it. That's the we, we did. It. We did, and we'll you watch SummerSlam too. We are professionals and we do our job. Okay, look, I will watch it. It's part of our jobs. We review, we analyze, we talk about this. But that still doesn't mean that it wasn't painful to to watch. You know, and for me, absolutely true. Even even then. We get to watch Miranda freeze and unfreeze. That's what we're doing here. Oh, she's back. Yeah. And she's frozen. And she's back. Oh, yes. My internet connection is unstable. But you're good. Thank you for letting me know. You're good. Thank you for letting me know, uh, Zoom, uh, an analysis of my life. If I needed to tell you it was unstable, I could have told you that. You didn't have to tell me that. This great fixes something. Um, Going back to extreme roles, I was I was a fan of the swamp fights, but that's also because I'm a horror movie fan. I felt like that was a big ode to horror movies. If you weren't a horror movie fan or not, that probably wasn't you know your cup of tea. What something that you weren't interested in. Um, so there's things within extreme roles that were good, and there was some stuff that just. And again, we talked about it last week. We talked pretty much every podcast in the world has talked about that. So we're moving on. However, the point is. Give us, you know, a little bit of reprieve from that. Let us remember why we like watching 
especially WWE, you know, you have it in you, you have all the resources in the world, you have the best talent in the world, you know, let's have some fun, let's do something cool. Uh, does that mean though that the beach balls return? I know beach balls were banned inside. Yeah, they could return, <laughs> but there's no fans to throw them around. So that's true. And I guess you can't because then that involves touching unless people have gloves. If you have gloves, then can you have the beach balls return? Maybe. Maybe there'll be a beach ball match. Just fill the ring with Ooh. beach balls. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just, we're just spitballing now. I can see a beach ball. Yeah, Cesaro yeah, would yeah, have just... to be in the match. Like Cesaro would literally yes, have Cesaro to be and... in the beach ball match. Cesaro and Shinsuke could defend the tag team titles against. I don't even know who's available uh, over on, on the, the SmackDown side of things with New Day being gone. Maybe bring back the Usos. I don't even know if he can. I don't know who, who you have at your disposal, but Cesaro and Shinsuke have to defend their titles in a beach ball match at this point. If SummerSlam is on a beachfront location or a boat, which it has to be. It just has to be. Yeah. There's no other option. It just has to I be. D- I do think if we d- – maybe we don't have it on a boat, but I could see a cinematic match being on a boat. For sure. Oh, yeah. You know, just that, that capacity. I don't know who it will be. Uh, we did see Jeff Hardy and Sheamus in a bar fight. Who knows? And apparently Willow may be back. I, that's another conversation for another day. But Willow on a boat, I'm watching it. Like, I, yeah, you know, this, yeah, because can he fly? Like, there's so many questions I have. And it actually doesn't make sense, but I love it. I love this fact. Like, I just want Willow on a, on, on a boat. Um, and and that's, that's really what I'm looking forward to the most right now of SummerSlam. Everything else will, you know, will book itself out. We'll get figured out. Um, I know the end. Well, eventually we'll, maybe we'll be booking backwards to how we get. Will on a boat. <laughs> on, a, on a boat. Yeah. That will be down. for a future episode of the hashtag Miranda show. We still got plenty of time before SummerSlam. So don't you worry your pretty little heads off. Uh, I just read. I just read. Uh, you can't see this, uh, listeners and viewers, but I just was told how un- unstable I am. Uh, but you didn't know that. You you didn't need me to tell you that. You didn't need this podcast to know that. You already knew it deep inside your hearts. Um, but again, we will be covering both the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament. Uh, Deadly Draw, and we'll be covering SummerSlam more in the future. So make sure you stay tuned and listen and watch future episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show. And that leads me actually to the end of this episode. We made it. We did it. Another one in the books. The the Hashtag Miranda Show. That's going to be another shirt that we're going to work on that I just discovered right now. Which one is it? I survived the Hashtag Miranda Show. I feel like Greg needs that every week. I mean, I'm, I'm living it. I'm, I'm, I'm living it right now. I've lived it before. <laughs> I will live it in the future. This is such good shit. Yeah, yeah, I need it. It's necessary. Need it. Yes. Make it happen. Uh, thank, you, thank you all for listening and watching. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Chairshot Media, at Chairshot Greg, and of course at the hashtag Miranda. Visit thechairshot.com for all your wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. Oh, you want me to play that again? Okay, fine. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I'm too busy thinking about the shirt. Like, <laughs> I, I've I become unstable. The wheels turning. Yes. yes, the wheels are turning. 
Um, but yes, visit thechairshot.com. Listen to all of the shows, or as many as you can. I know there's not a lot of hours in the day. But if you can, listen to the other shows on the Chairshot Radio Network. And again, stay tuned to future episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.